Where's Michael? Where's Michael? We can't start without Michael. Oh, here he is. Oh, yay. And let the show begin. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Nerds Collide, podcast about all things geeky and, sadly, for one last episode, spooky, he is Travis. <clears throat> Actually, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. You heard the man. I keep forgetting that he's Joe Grizzly. <laughs> and I'm Justin. And together, we're just a couple spinerds. Spinerds. All so, right, well, we're here. We did it. Five five of these things in a row. Five weeks of Halloween comes to an end right now. Well, in an hour. <laughs> but... give, give or take, because I have, like, two pages of notes. It's the most notes I've written since, like, episode three. Holy moly. So what are we talking about? Well, they already know because we we told them last episode. Yeah, we told them last week. But if you didn't listen to last episode, one, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's a great two, episode. Go, <laughs> two, go back and listen to find out. <laughs> Just stop this right now. <laughs> go back to week one. <laughs> listen, listen to them all, an all and then 16. come back. Yep, all 16. <laughs> this is 16, right? Yeah. Oh, I went back to the uh, first week of Halloween. But yeah, go back to episode one. (laughs) Actually, no, go back to episode zero. Yeah, so technically it's 17. And then come back. And we'll be here waiting. We're waiting for you. What are you waiting for? (laughs) What are you waiting for? All right. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the newly released... Halloween ends. Halloween ends. So let's just get this out the way. If you haven't seen the film and you want to see the film and you don't want anything spoiled, go ahead and turn this off now. Yeah, so stop listening right now. Go back, listen to episode zero. Get all the way to episode 15. Stop, watch Halloween ends, and then come back. Okay, but what if they've never seen any of the other Halloween movies? Should they then watch all of the Halloween movies, including Ends, and then listen to this? 
Yeah, so here's what you do. You go back to episode zero. You listen all the way to like, what was that? Uh, 13? Or no, it would have been 14, right? 12 was the first uh, October episode. What was the episode where we talked about Halloween? That was, was, that? 15, 14, that was 14. That was 14? So yeah, go back, listen to episode zero through 13. Then watch all the Halloween movies. Listen to, and listen to the rest of this podcast. A lot of homework. Well, hurry up! You got, you got you don't got much time left in October either. No, sadly, no. Huh? I'm actually. If you're listening to this in the day it premieres and you haven't done, if you haven't watched any of the Halloween movies, you only have hours, mere hours, to do this timeline. Yep. So real quick. Since you mentioned like it's October is nearly over, so earlier today I I made a trip to Spirit Halloween, and then I also went to Party City, or Halloween City is what it transforms to in October. And yeah. man, what the hell happened to like the glory days of like the Halloween store? Spirit Halloween used to be awesome. I've only been to one Halloween store this year, and it was all right. But also, it was before. I think it was still in September, so they were they were still setting things up. And then I haven't been since. So, I'll give Spirit Halloween a little bit of leeway. They were really busy, and I mean it is towards the end of the month. I'm going to rag on Party City a little bit for a second because I remember a, a long time ago because I haven't been to Party City for Halloween stuff in a long time. But I, the last time I went, which is probably like 2011, 2012, you used to go in there and they used to have like the, just the whole wall. And the whole wall had just like pictures of every costume that they had. And it was like don't have that hundreds anymore? of different ones, right? And then you would, you would, no, they don't. And then you would tell, like, there would be a person right there working, and you would tell them which one you want, and they would go back and bring it out, like a shoe store would, right? Now they just have, like, two aisles in the store, which is Halloween costumes and masks and stuff. It's very lackluster. The costumes are, they're not really what they used to be, and they're way overpriced now. There were costumes in there for like $70. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand Halloween costume prices because they're made of the cheapest material you could possibly make costumes in. And like you said, they're astronomically expensive for. A typical Halloween costume probably costs like five dollars to make, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, man, you're gonna spend seventy dollars on this terrible plastic hat and this plastic mask that fits one size and it's child." And uh, <laughs> even though you got a two X and adult, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, man. It 
It made me sad. Honestly. Well, you know, anything that's commercial gets uh, capitalized and you, you find the cheapest means of production to produce said costumes and then you just overcharge because it's the season and there's really only two places, <laughs> two yeah. stores you can go. What was really cool, though, is they did have the Halloween three masks in there. They had all oh. three of them one, and they were actually really good quality masks. They were just sixty dollars, and I didn't, I didn't have the money <laughs> to drop sixty dollars on a mask. Do because Halloween costumes and decorations go on sale the day after Halloween, like candy does? I think some stuff does. I imagine some stuff they just ship back to a warehouse, but I imagine the decorations probably do. But anyway, enough of ragging on the Halloween stores. Let's get into this. No, movie. they suck. <laughs> there now, now, now we're done. <laughs> so I have been dying to talk about this movie with you. So you you have watched it twice now, right? So I've only watched it once. Oh, but I did on. I did take notes. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I could have probably watched it today, but I was just uh, I was just kind of laying around the house. I was uh, had a lazy yeah. day. Yeah, this was my lazy day. I was like, I nice. I just finished a finished a series I've been watching, and was like, um, I'm just gonna chill for right now. But yeah, I did watch it once. I did take notes. Um, I don't have two pages of notes about my thoughts. I don't. I, I don't actually have two pages, but I do have quite a bit. But uh, so let's start here. Did <laughs> Did you like the movie? No. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. You didn't like it? Okay. Okay. I The only part I liked was the very... Was the last 20 minutes and only the fight scene. Okay. And uh, So this is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> so, okay. So I've seen it twice. The first time I watched it, my my jaw was on the floor the entire hour 15 minutes because I couldn't wrap my head around what the <laughs> fuck I was watching <laughs> I didn't get it I didn't understand it I was like what the fuck is this what the fuck did they do to Michael Myers <laughs> but I took a day or two I stewed on it I watched it a second time I watched it a third time today and I like it. But but there's, there's a caveat with that statement. We'll get into it in a little bit. So, okay, so what didn't you like about it? I'm going to be honest, that first hour and uh, pretty much everything from the start to... Uh, there were little glimpses of... Uh, little glimpses, little brief moments that I liked throughout. But I think the first... The first, like, especially that first hour and, what is it, 20 minutes? How long is that movie? Uh, it's an hour and 50. I, I was thinking it was like an hour and 51 minutes. The first hour and 30 minutes was, was a lot of me being very confused and then just... Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I really, I, I really feel like after this episode and you watch it again, your feelings might change a bit. 
I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to convert you a little bit. Now, that's not to say I love this movie. I don't. I there's a lot wrong here, but I do like it. Now that might not mean much because this is coming from someone who enjoys Resurrection and thinks it's a good movie. <laughs> and in two episodes ago, I think I ranked it number four <laughs> in my ranking at the time. <laughs> But don't worry, that did change. And we'll get into our rankings in a bit. But Yeah, I uh th- there's a yeah, lot just like good just here, like though. you. Just like you, I was really confused for an hour and a half. And then I said You can even tell in my notes. As I'm taking notes, it almost starts immediately. I say the fourth thought the fourth thought I wrote about this movie was dialogue is terrible. Oh my god, there is some rough parts, but it's not as bad as it was in Kills. And then and then the next note was, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> to go back to the dialogue, I want to share one, one note I wrote down. I, I, <laughs> it, I feel like I know what it is, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. But uh, it's when Allison and Corey are in the diner. Oh, okay. And then after the, you know, they shoot the cop off, right? And he sits back down next to her, and she's just like, just burn it down. And he's like, I'll light the match. So that's what I wrote down. I was like, just burn it all to the ground. I'll light the match. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I didn't necessarily have a problem with, well, I did, but I didn't have a problem with that just because they had alluded to it. I did write down a quote from this movie that, I rewatched like four times because I couldn't believe that someone I couldn't believe that someone wrote this and then I couldn't believe it made it all the way to the screen that I was watching. So I only wrote down half this quote cuz I don't remember the first, but it's uh when Lori Lori uh Allison and whoever that other girl was that I Lin- I can't think Lindsay. of her name. Lindsay were in Lori's house and they were this is right after Lori introduced Corey to Allison and then she says something about Lori says something about how you need to take chances in life and then she says that makes you want to rip off your shirt and show grief your fucking tits and I was I'm just floored <laughs> that someone I, wrote I that did. And they I were do, like, this is good. I do cringe a little bit at that scene, but I don't have a problem with that. I I, ju- you can, First of all, <laughs> I'm willing to bet that there's no women that have ever talked like that in the history of <laughs> the world. <laughs> and that's like, this is a line you can tell was written by a man. And he's like, yeah, show grief for fucking tits. That'd be something I would say, like, to you in this podcast. <laughs> just, like, as a real stupid, like, like just line. And then you would ignore it and go to the next thing you were going to talk about. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Show grief your tits. <laughs> show grief your fucking tits. Yeah, the <laughs> the dialogue does get bad in places but there are some bright spots with the dialogue like 
every scene with Frank and Lori, and they're kind of flirting back and forth, that dialogue is pretty good. Yeah, that part's fine. It's, my problem with those parts is, is <laughs> it happens like once, and then it just happens at the end, I think. Because they're at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, and then it happens at the end. Well, the problem with this whole movie is we don't spend enough time with Lori. <laughs> this movie, so, this movie is the curse of Corey Cunningham. <laughs> so let's just let's just dive into this. Let's I'm, do it. I'm not a fan of this Corey character. I don't understand why. I don't understand why he was brought in. I don't understand. Here, here's my thing. If Corey was a character in Halloween, in Halloween, and then he, you know, appeared in this one, okay, whatever. Or if they even alluded to him, because they said that the the beginning of the film says he killed uh, the kid Jeremy in 2019, so that would have been the same day as Halloween. Oh, no, it wouldn't have. Sorry. It was a year um, later. That would have been a year later. But if they would have made mention to Corey at some point, or he would have showed up, or something, I could let this pass because, you know, it's like, all right, he's an established character in this universe, whatever. I still would have been mad that he had all this screen time, but I would have understood that he was a character. Why why are you introducing... A totally brand new character into the third movie of your trilogy. Have, it doesn't make any sense. You have to go, and he's a main character. Like, you have to, they spend the whole movie trying to flesh out his arc. Got more kills than Myers does. And then my thought was okay, they're doing this because they're trying to make a substitution or uh, find a replacement. For Michael, which I'm like, all right, whatever. It's not like a, I don't think it's necessarily a great idea, but it's whatever. And then he just fucking dies. <laughs> it's like, I just spent a whole fucking hour and a half with this character. And then Michael comes and three seconds later is like, yo, I'm gonna break your neck. Yeah, it's weird. Why, why kill him now when you haven't killed him the entire movie? At every opportunity to. Oh, also, when they first meet, Michael and Corey, does Michael have psychic telekinesis sort of <laughs> emotion powers? Because he looks in, he looks into Corey's eyes, he sees the hurt, the pain, the suffering, and decides not to kill him. Which is totally not what Michael Myers would do, ever. <laughs> because Michael Myers has been killing people forever and he doesn't give a shit about their past. I I do I did have that I I can't find it right at this second, but I did have that in my notes. I'm like, okay, make up your fucking mind. Is he supernatural or is he just a man? Because he keeps yeah. doing this supernatural shit and then in the next scene he's getting beat up by Corey and getting his mask taken, which is the biggest fucking sin this franchise has ever committed. Ever. You know, that I think that's the same part where Corey, like, runs into the sewer 
which we need to get into the sewer in a second. But <laughs> Michael Myers is Pennywise. <laughs> he runs into the sewer. I wrote this down. He like shoves Michael and is like grabbing him, and he says, "Show me how you do it." Mm. And I'm like, "I think I think you're getting two parts mixed up." He's what he he for sure says, "Show me how to do it." Yeah, he does. That. And I'm like, and I'm like, "Do what? Kill somebody? You've already yeah. killed like four people in this movie, dude." Well, no. So he says that when he lures the cop. Uh, Allison's ex-boyfriend into the sewer, and well, he killed that homeless guy. Right, so he has one. He has one kill, two if you count. And he killed Jeremy. Yeah, two. (laughs) No, that that's not a legit body. That was an accident. Yeah. So, and I mean, he didn't. The homeless guy you can write off, right? Because the homeless guy like was attacking him. But yeah, that that show me how to do it. Like, (laughs) and I hated that whole. The whole shot of like Michael like getting his power back, where he's kind of like shaking, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, he killed somebody. You showing him get his power back, and then he's still weak as fuck for the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh and this God. is especially coming after Halloween Kills, where he just slaughtered like thirty people, or how many people did he kill? I I don't remember, but I think so. They're building off like the angle that they made in kills where this idea that the more he kills, the more he transcends into evil. So I guess when he doesn't kill, he just becomes more human. Is that what we're supposed to believe? And because he, and because, and as he becomes more human, he's becoming more suspect. uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of, but he's susceptible. Yeah. Susceptible to the, to the wounds and the, and all the things that happened to him in kills, because he did get fucked up in kills. I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to think of Michael. He's only on screen for like ten minutes in this movie, which that sounds bad, but I looked this up in 1978's Halloween. He's only on screen yep. for like nine minutes, but it's what they, that up too. it's what they do with him on screen that is just. It sounds like I don't like this movie, but I actually do, and I'll get to defending it in a minute. Yeah, the problem with this movie is, like, screen time. Okay, so I did look that up, too. I was surprised that uh, Michael was only in Halloween 1978 for that long, but that's because the whole movie is focused on Michael Myers. Every action is, like, every action in that movie is pushed by him, mm-hmm. and and because the, we spend the first part of the movie seeing Michael stalk, you know, Lori and everyone in town, pre, or all the the teenagers he eventually does kill, the whole movie is set up to where we say, okay, where is Michael? Because we've already seen that he can, he's everywhere, and it the atmosphere of the movie makes you feel, you know, it's so suppressed that it makes you feel like he is everywhere. This movie is like, where is Michael? No, really, where is he? Because I don't, I don't feel anything. I, I like, I don't feel his presence in this movie at all. Yeah, and they try to, they try to make his presence felt because they say like how the town is just plagued by his evil that they 
then turned and created this new monster in Corey. But it just, it to me, it just doesn't land because when we do get to see Michael, he's just this weak old man. I feel like this movie might have been better off if Michael Myers was not in it at all. It can't, It seems like they were going for that too. Like, and I, I, f- I feel like they had to put him in there because it, it would have been more uproar if he wasn't in it. But I feel like I might have enjoyed this movie a little bit more if he wasn't. I honestly probably wouldn't have because. I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Corey is such a bad character that I don't. He's not though, man. Okay, let me defend it a little bit. This is a good Halloween movie. It's a bad third film in a trilogy, fourth film in the timeline. If you include nineteen seventy eight in the whole timeline. It, it it's bad there, but if you just like look at the script on paper and like and just isolate the film, it, it's a good film. Like it's a good story. I I like the character of Corey. I think the actor who who played the the role did a really good job. Um, Corey gets all the cool kills. That's true. The only the only thing like I don't like about his character is the romance between him and Allison is just like way too quick. Yep. But I mean they try to make it make sense in that scene where Corey takes Allison to um the house that he was babysitting in 2019 where Jeremy was killed. Mhm. And she says that line like I always felt like I was looking for you or something something like that I don't know some bullshit <laughs> yeah that romance is like so forced it's it it is yeah, I, it, if it would have this this concept should have been what we got in 2018 this is where we should have started for a trilogy not the end it just it yeah I mean my only thing is, I think this this movie reminds me a lot of the Rob Zombie Halloween one, where it's kind of focused on a character that's bullied, and you kind of see his descent into madness, which is fine, but also, like, I'm kind of not a fan of, like, I get that, you know, in the real world, this is actually how, you know, murderers and psychopaths come to be mm-hmm. but i don't know my favorite horror film killers are just like the original michael you don't know why he's doing it or it's such a brief explanation that it's like you could you could go anywhere with a character or they have to have like some sort of mental illness or something which i guess cory kind of does but yeah yeah i guess it's not so bad in the fact that like cory is written Corey's descent into a killer is fine, and, you know, it makes sense, whatever, but, yeah. It just reminds me of Rob Zombie's Halloween, which is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, the biggest po- the biggest problem with this movie is, aside from it being the, the third chapter in the trilogy, it's not at all what we were being sold. Yep. This movie was being marketed and sold as 
the final Lori and Michael showdown, like, and yeah, we we get there, we get to the final showdown, the final fight, but it's yeah, they they did that on purpose. There's like <laughs> that, yeah, that. Oh my god! So let's talk about Michael Myers in the sewers, okay? Pennywise, okay. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about Pennywise Myers in the sewers. I don't understand why Michael res- resorted to living in the sewers when he had just killed a bunch of people. Now, I can see him going there, you know, to, like, heal. But I don't understand then why he, he sat, he stood in the sewer for four years and was like, well, this is where I live. Yeah. Even even resurrection with him living in the tunnel underneath the Myers house is better. I agree with that. But as much as I despise Rob Zombie's Halloween too, Michael Myers just aimlessly roaming the world until he's finally called back to Hall- to Haddonfield on Halloween is a much better idea than him just being in a sewer. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's, also, that's probably the only compliment you'll get out of me for Halloween too. Rob Zombie's Halloween too. I just don't understand. Like Michael had the upper hand. He had just killed so many people, and he was like very close to killing Lori. Yeah, man. But but Halloween was over, man. <laughs> you think like a year later he would have been like, "Yo, time to kill this bitch." <laughs> Because by then his power, he wouldn't, his powers, his powers wouldn't have been so depleted from standing in a sewer for a year. Is that an actual thing? Does he, so he only kills on Halloween, so his powers only, only arrive with the season? I don't know. Well, he does kill people not on Halloween in some film somewhere. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with him just chilling in the sewer. I don't know what's up with the homeless guy. Like the and the is, homeless guy's like his. <laughs> yeah, is that is he like also infected by Michael Myers' evil? Like I want to defend this movie so much better than I am because I do like it, but it, it's tough because it's just <laughs> the thing holding it back is that it's it's attached to the previous two films. I agree with that. If this came out in 2018 and this is where we started off at, then it it would have been a lot harder to believe that Michael Myers has been chilling in a sewer for 44 years. But (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so going back to the beginning, I I didn't I didn't pick up on it the first viewing, but the second viewing it stood out. Well, it stood out to me the first. Viewing, but I didn't connect it. The blue font that they use yep. is from Halloween 3. And then also, at the very beginning, we don't... We start with, like, the uh the radio playing. Yep. So, like, right there, like, right at the beginning, they're telling you, like, yeah, this is completely different. Yep. Yeah, that opening song is great. I'll get to the closing song in a minute, but can we... No, I'm just going to say it now. Can we please stop using Fear the Reaper for horror movies? What are you talking about? You don't like you don't like it? No, it's a great song. I'm just tired of fucking hearing it in every other horror movie. I don't feel the reaper. <laughs> hey man, don't fear the reaper, right? I did like the um 
the kill Michael gets on the nurse. That that whole that whole scene was cool with uh you know when when she goes out to the pool area and then the lights turn on and you see Corey oh. back there and then he gets up and he gets locked out of the house and then Michael busts in. So it, anytime Michael like pins somebody to a wall with a knife and just like does that little head turn. That's his signature kill. Yeah, gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how they like they showed the knife going through the door because <laughs> like the whole the whole thing is every time he's done it's been like no <laughs> it's not physically possible <laughs> yeah even in halloween 1978 when he, he uh pins that guy to the door yeah uh i was watching it with a 2022 lens like hmm all right but uh i like this movie's funny because it is like a little brother scenario. Like Corey is the little brother of Michael Myers, and he's just following him around. Like, you know, hang out with you. Can you teach me how to kill? <laughs> Show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. God, that but, scene is so bad. Man, that little, when that little kid died in the beginning, though, I was like, oh shit. Dude, when you you see the neck snap and oh. I gotta turn away. I also gotta turn away at the end when she, uh, when Lori slits his wrist. I gotta turn away at that too. <laughs> that ending, like the way that Lori finally kills Michael, is the least satisfying <laughs> way to kill Michael ever. But also was brutal in itself. I don't know how they managed that, but it's just, it's just kind of like she's like this. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, I think I think you're viewing it from a perspective of like we saw H2O and how badass that was that he she just chopped his head off even though it wasn't him. <laughs> if you want to pretend that resurrection doesn't exist, the ending of H2O with him with her chopping his head off is so much more satisfying. But let's get into that that the ending fight a little bit. Did you like how short it was or did you want it to be longer? Honestly, I was pretty satisfied with it. I agree. With its length. I don't need another 15-minute Michael and Lori fight. <laughs> I think especially because the whole movie was so... There was a void of Michael and Lori, in a sense. I mean, Lori was in it, but it wasn't the same. There wasn't that extra, that added dynamic between the two. So when you do finally get it, especially after focusing on Corey for an hour and a half, it is a moment of celebration in the movie. And yeah, I like the fight. The only problem I have with that ending scene is you get that really bad line from Allison where she runs in and like, you know, snaps um Michael's arm. She's like, I'm not gonna let this happen to you. <laughs> That's another moment I'm like, shut the fuck up. Honestly, I could not believe that they killed Michael. <laughs> like in the finality of it too, because they show it, they show his body, which was being so crushed. sweet. Like how cool it would have been if Lori jumped in there with him. They're, they're hugging, or he dragged her down. I thought for sure that he was gonna grab her and bring yeah. her down, and then he just didn't. And uh, you know, evil did die that night. Evil did die. You know what? I've seen online that a lot of people didn't like. Like, the funeral part, where, like, all the cars were, like, following each other, and, like, the whole town got up. I, I've seen online that a lot of people didn't like that, but that worked on me. Like, 
the first the first time I was watching the movie, like that's when like I kind of picked my jaw up off the floor. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, it, it makes sense given uh, everything that happened in Halloween Kills, and even this movie how how affected the town is by him, yeah. which is also dumb. And I'll get to that, but my only concern was they had him tied to the roof of the uh the the car or whatever and i just was in my head like this isn't gonna hold michael myers <laughs> even though they just showed him get his throat and wrist slit i was still in my brain my brain was still not buying it like i just kept saying like he's gonna jump off this car and like kill every person in this funeral procession. I will say, because I feel like I've been kind of shitting on Allison a little bit. I do like I do like the line she has when, when Lori's like, he's dead, and she's like, not dead enough. And when she said that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> they're they're going to do it. It's happening. Michael's going to fucking die. Yeah, man. And then they do, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, they did it. They, they... <laughs> they did it. They killed him. They did it. They killed him. I did write that in my notes in caps. Michael Myers is fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I can't believe Michael actually died. <laughs> well, we'll see. Was it Michael? I'll be so fucking mad if... I will literally stop watching Halloween <laughs> movies if they pull that shit again. <laughs> if If they retcon this ending... Going forward, and they're like, no, nah, that was uh, uh, some other guy. I don't know. You know what they would do, though? They would fucking retcon it so the old man that Corey killed in the beginning was actually Michael, and he didn't die, and he went to the hospital and got, like, stitched up and shit, and then... Yeah, but that doesn't work because the guy's, like, 5'10". <laughs> but then again, the guy in Halloween Kills was short as hell. And the town was chasing him around thinking he was Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, they retconned us with, uh, it was actually another mental patient, uh, another mental institute patient. And they show, like, a bunch of people walking by him. And it's like, dun, 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 They retconned it all the way back to Halloween 2018, and Michael actually never left the <laughs> Yeah, it was all a hospital. dream. It was all. <laughs> it just shows. It goes back to Michael standing in that fucking uh, prison yard, <laughs> and they're like, "Michael, Michael," and he like wakes up. I'll be so fucking mad if that happens. I will literally never watch another Halloween movie if they pull that shit again. Also, you know, you know what other part I really hate, and we can just uh, keep going with our least favorite moments, even though that's <laughs> pretty much been this entire episode thus far. But I do, ha- I do have some more good ones I'll get into. Okay. Um, <laughs> the part where, like, Corey and Allison are walking, and Corey's just like, "I killed someone." <laughs> I wrote. <laughs> where is that note? I wrote. Quote, I killed someone. End quote. They hold hands. (laughs) So, okay. Are we to believe that she believes he's 
referring to the kid. I I think that's I think that's what she thinks that he is referencing. And and yeah, he can say that and it's like he did kill him, but it was still an accident. But yeah, <laughs> I just love how that was just the beginning and the end of the conversation. Like, I killed someone. Yeah, and then they held hands. And then the next thing we see is Corey and Corey's mother, I think. I hate every scene with her, with his mother. So, because yeah. she, her entire character is just there to serve as like a buffer for how this kid descended into this like yep. madness. Oh, he's got an overbearing weird mother. We didn't need that. Shouldn't Michael Myers evil be enough? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. All right. <laughs> I did write this down. Corey's mother being angry while describing him as sensitive. I just thought that was so funny. All her interactions with anyone and her her the way she talks to and about Corey are just so funny to me because she's always so mad. Yeah. But then she'll say, like, oh, he's a sensitive boy. This is basically like they fused the first Friday the 13th, it, Halloween 3, and then Halloween 1 into one movie. And we're like, yeah, we're going to take the best of all these horror movies and make it into one. Because you got the overbearing mother. This, uh, Yeah, this film is like kind of a problem with tone where it's just kind of like hey. really the whole the whole trilogy really does i agree with that too all right so i do i do have some favorite moments or some good moments that i wrote down here wait wait for before you go into that i wrote okay. there's three notes in a row that i think are really funny that i wrote down it's everyone in haddonfield sucks why is michael myers hiding in the sewers and Corey? Hobo killer. <laughs> Those are all three in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they keep trying to make this. They tried to focus on the town, this whole trilogy, but they never really did it right. I agree. They got it almost right with the uh with the mob mentality, but then they they fumbled that too. So also this director, David Gordon Green, like he came out and tweeted that like he never wanted to make a Laurie and Michael movie. But that's what you were marketing. Yeah, maybe he uh maybe he wanted to move on in the studio, you know, forced him to do it. But also, like, you just had if you didn't want to make a Mike a Michael and Laurie movie, you should have ended it with kills. Or you should have just went the Halloween three route. That's what you really wanted to do. But I yeah. I could see a movie where it's like Michael dies and kills, but his effect, like his, you know, the repercussions of everything that Michael has done is still, you know, weighing so heavy on the town that it does create this killer in Corey. Yeah. But then we don't need Michael or we don't need Corey. <laughs> so you got, you got to pick one. You got to finish the Michael and Laurie stuff before you go on to something else. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. All right. Yeah. While I like this version of Lori, I 
again, the problem with this version of Lori is she's tied to the version of Lori that she was in the past two films. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> in, in 2018, in, in the 2018 Halloween movie, she spent 40 years of her life preparing for Michael Myers to escape, all because he killed a few of her friends on some random Halloween night in the 70s. And she dedicated her entire life to the point where her child was taken away from her. Yeah. Then, fast forward, Michael comes back and kills her daughter, kills her son-in-law, and... Kills kills probably like a third of a fourth of the town. Yeah. And then... Then four years later, she's like... Now you're just, you're trying to... Like, I guess they didn't, they really didn't drive this home. They tried to in the scenes where she was like, when you were getting the dialogue from her writing her novel... But the idea that Michael was never really after her, it was never about her. He was just killing people. The whole reason that he ever found her was Sartain in 2018 brought them back together. It wasn't about her. He wasn't coming after her. That was the doctor that did that. I was, when you said that, I said to my, I thought to myself, who? And then remembered and just immediately became angry because I hate that character so much. The yeah. yeah they just they don't drive that home enough that that's the reason that in and she's trying to liberate herself because she's coming to the realization that it's not about her that michael's not after her he's not gonna pop up one day and even in this movie he is michael is brought back to her via Corey. that's true because Corey is with allison so still it's not about Lori. michael just keeps he just keeps running into this bitch <laughs> Oh, yeah. Lori. <laughs> I, I like the thing when Michael was standing there. <laughs> he was just like, well, look who the fuck it is. Oh, you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no shit. Yeah, I've been in the sewers for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the tone is weird. You know what, though? Let's get into you talking good stuff about the movie. Because... Because I will go on forever about what I don't like. But I do want to hear some good stuff. Uh, right off the bat, I adore Corey's stepfather. Yeah, he he's awesome. a really good dude. He he was awesome. <laughs> he fixed up oh, that bike. Real quick, the most disgusting shot in this whole movie is when Corey's family is sitting there eating spaghetti. You get that shot, that glass of milk, just all the spaghetti around the rim. Like, number one. Okay, do people really drink milk with spaghetti? You know, when it, I was younger, a, <laughs> when I was younger, I probably did. Not gonna lie, but like I get it, we were all given milk with our with our school lunch. But you can't drink milk. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I adored the character of Corey's stepfather. It's unfortunate how he died. Um, I like the beginning when Lori comes to the aid of Corey. When yeah. Corey first encounters the bullies. I did like that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people not taking issue with the bullies were band kids. I don't have a problem with that. Because in the high school we went to, the kids in the band, they weren't necessarily bullies, but the cool kids were in the band. I agree, yeah. Which is why I wasn't in the band, because I wasn't cool. But um, I was in the band. I still wasn't cool, but I was in the band. <laughs> cool kids. I saw those cool kids. I was like, <laughs> I was like look at me. <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> so that shot we get of uh Corey 
staring at Lori's window and her staring out with yep. Um that that that's really cool. And the look on her face too, like before we see what she's staring at, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis does a really good job of showing that emotion. Like you can see like oh what the fuck is she looking at? And then the way he pops up behind her when she comes outside. Yeah, I wrote um <laughs> what did I write? I said, Corey mimicking Michael's mannerisms and appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, because he, he does he does the uh the classic Michael sit up too when he uh jumps off the radio station. Oh yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the part where he's looking down at her was sweet and also when uh Mike oh, I think we mentioned earlier when Michael is led basically to her house. Isn't mm-hmm. it the daytime? And he's uh, he's like looking no. at her by a tree. Nope. So that's right after uh they Corey and Michael tag team the cop. Okay. And uh Lori's standing outside because she sees Allison and Corey going upstairs. Yeah, so that was cool. <laughs> also <laughs> The first time I seen the movie, right after Corey and Michael kill the doctor and the nurse. Yeah, it jumps to Corey riding his motorcycle, and you clearly see someone on the back for a split second. I thought Michael was riding. <laughs> Man, that would have been awesome. That would have <laughs> just Michael back there with his arms wrapped around Corey. Now that's the kind of movie that I want to see—a a bromance between Michael Myers and his uh, his successor. Where he's yeah. just teaching him the ropes. Yep. So I got uh I got two more favorite moments here. Uh one of them I already mentioned. Um both scenes we get with Frank and Lori flirting. And then the other one is when uh when Corey wakes up on I think it's, he wakes up the morning of Halloween and he's sleeping in the spot where yep. where the kid uh died and you hear the banging. And then you realize it's Lori banging the chair, and she's sitting there waiting for him to wake up. So um, that was... That seems good until they start talking. So that is... That isn't Lori, right? That is his imagination. Because... No, I took that as that's Lori. Okay. Because in my mind, I thought it was his imagination, which made him going later to her house, you know, to try to kill her, uh, more digestible, I guess. Um, just because it does show, well, in my mind, I thought it showed the, uh, the real descent, the final descent into madness where he was having hallucinations to justify killing Laurie Strode. Uh, I will say a good part. So I don't know if that's actually true, but it might've just been Laurie. I don't know. But, uh, a good part also is, when uh, Allison is about to come home and he's like, oh shit, and like slits his throat, slits his own throat and so it could appear to Allison that her grand, her grandma had actually killed him, which he was afraid of and mentioned to her earlier in the film. I was like, that's cool. But I also thought Lori was really stupid in that, <laughs> that instance. I was like, why would you pick up the knife? <laughs> Because cause she heard the car coming, too. Like, she should she could have just been like, oh, shit. Like, hands up in the air, you know, all confused. Yeah, so... Uh, 
It also seems stupid when Corey calls Allison and was like, I need to leave now. <laughs> and she's like, I can't. I'm working. Well, aren't you skipping town? Like, aren't you going to quit? Why do you care about being at work? <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Yeah, they, uh, they make it seem so important that they need to leave. But I think they're trying to show that Allison thought this was like a a future goal. Like they would like they would save money and then leave. Whereas Corey is you know That makes sense. Dead set on it. But yeah, they didn't do a very good job of uh doing that. Another a real quick thing about Corey's mother. There's a part where Corey gets smacked by his mom and then she kisses him on the lips. <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> Uh, shout out to the radio station, by the way. It's called WURG, W-U-R-G. And <laughs> just seeing a sign that said WURG, you know, was really cool. Yep. Also, the radio DJ is the by far the best kill in the movie. Yeah, it's up there. I think there's one other one that, and I can't even remember who died. Let's talk about the kills, okay? So, yeah, Jeremy's death, he just falls. Fucking break, kid. Break his neck. Yeah, he's... A little bastard. He sucks. <laughs> I was like, this kid sucks. <laughs> I'm, maybe he didn't deserve to die, but I, I was like, I love how he sucks. was like... I love how he was like, I don't really feel like pretending to be best friends with a fucking boy babysitter. They do a good job in that opening shot of, uh, like, following Corey around. Because there's a part where he goes into the kitchen, he has the knife out, and then all that stuff happens. He goes out, and then they come back, and the knife's gone. Yeah. Also, real quick, before I forget, that whole fucking scene of Corey and Allison at the bar, at the party, dancing and shit, they could just cut that whole thing out the movie. Doesn't need to be there. Man, what are you talking about? That bar was sweet. They were dancing to uh, the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> For like eight fucking minutes? And No. They need it. But go on with the kills. Then we don't get a kill for a long time, up until yeah. the uh, the hobo kill. And that's after they had shown Michael living in the sewer. So mm-hmm. we get that. Then the next kill doesn't happen for a long time either. It's like Next one is the cop, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's Doug Mullaney, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't fuck with Doug Mullaney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very drawn to side characters that have a line where... <laughs> <laughs> they're just done with somebody's shit and then they just die. <laughs> but I didn't like Doug Mullaney. He sucked. Yeah. Um, I did like Doug Mullaney saying, you don't fuck with Doug Mullaney. Because <laughs> anyone that refers to himself in third person is a total dork. <laughs> the only person successful at that is The Rock. So, uh... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so then Doug Mullaney dies and then we just get this. We just get this splurge of kills over and over and over again. We get Corey. What happens? Corey leads those kids to the junkyard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get like four kills right there. Five, right? Five. Including oh, the right, because there's a four kids and then the stepdad. Mm-hmm. So which one takes a blowtorch to the mouth? That's the main kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite one. I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> yeah, because the other, the other guy, the other guy bully, you don't. You, his kill is off camera. Yeah, and you then get, the one girl gets run over. The fence is on top of her. 
The other mm. girl just gets hit with a a sledgehammer. Uh yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then Corey kills his stepdad. How does he kill his stepdad? Damn, I don't remember. I just watched it. I feel like so the stepdad like came out and was like, Oh shit. <laughs> Look at all these dead kids. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's just sitting there in his office after the junkyard is closed. Like, he clearly don't want to go home. Well, yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> want to go home. That bitch is crazy. You don't want to go home either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember uh, exactly how he dies, but he does die. He did. Then the DJ gets his tongue cut off on the record player, and it just keeps skipping over it. His receptionist right before that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we we get a lot of kills like back to back. It's like mm-hmm. like eight kills all in a row, all in the span of like fifteen minutes, maybe. Because Corey doesn't fully descend until about an hour into like an hour and five minutes into the movie. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we gotta make up for we gotta make up for this. So here's eight kills in a row. What else? Then um. Then it's the doctor and the nurse, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so those were before the... uh, Those were before the kids? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was when the one nurse got the promotion that Allison was up for as well. Yeah, so then Michael and uh, Corey tag team that... Oh. They tag team that those asses. So the stepdad is actually not even killed by Corey. He's uh, shot because the the one kid is trying to shoot Corey. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. I just had to look it up real quick. That's what I was doing. But yeah, you're right. The uh, the doctor and the nurse, uh, they are killed first. Yeah, so so we got one. If you count Jeremy, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 with Corey and 11 with Michael. So you get 11 kills. That sounds right. 11 people died in this movie. It's a good number. I mean, yeah, that's a. Yeah, it, I mean, they all happen <laughs> in such. They, they happen so quickly. They ha- yeah, they happen. A lot of those happen after the hour and 10 minute mark. It's like after hour and 10 minutes, they're like, all right, we got to start killing some people. And they just, <laughs> they just kill like eight people in a row. Let the bodies in the door. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that when I was a child, I used to think that the in the music video for <laughs> for Drowning Pool's bodies, that the uh, old man in the mental institution looked like George Bush, and my brothers were like, "No, that's <laughs> it doesn't look like George Bush." I'm like I swear to God, I swear to God, it looked like George Bush. <laughs> Uh, I uh, what else? Are we I on? really, I really don't have much else. I'm trying to look through my. Name. Oh yeah, and then another part I thought was funny was uh, in the grocery store flirting scene between Frank and Lori. He's talking about cherry blossoms a bunch, and <laughs> I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she's like, "You know what cherry blossoms are, right?" And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Tits." <laughs> God damn it. Are they really? No, I don't know. I think she was just being silly. But oh, okay. <laughs> shout, shout out to my girlfriend for being funny. Um, yeah, I do like how. Uh, I also wrote, "What is this Dan thing?" And I don't know what the because 
I don't know what that's from. I don't know what scene I'm talking about in these notes. But then immediately after, so I wrote, what is this dancing? And then I wrote, it's your fault for raising a shitty child? And then I wrote, how is it Allison's fault? <laughs> oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. So you refer you're referring to when Corey and Allison are dancing and he gets on the ground and he's imitating like he's having a seizure. Yeah, okay, that's and, and she's just like looking over him. And then Corey goes to get a beer and he gets Jeremy's confronted. Mom is there. Yep. And then he goes out, then he runs outside, Allison follows, and he's just like, You threw me in the middle of it. Huh? Yeah. This... That's why I said that whole scene. Just cut it. Get it out. I do like how Jeremy's mom was wearing the same costume that she was wearing in 2019. Also, that was a nice touch. They never actually say this, but the two parents got a divorce. Because I don't think they did. Because they're like in two separate locations. And the way the. I guess I assume that because the way the father was talking about, uh, you know, the mother of Jeremy just seem like it but maybe i don't know maybe I'm... yeah because because he refers he still refers to her as his wife oh i must have missed that okay yeah because he because he said because when he says then that day i seen Corey on the side of the road and he's like you know what i'm gonna say something i'm gonna prove my wife wrong so it seems like they're still married but they're obviously going through a hard time which is you know except you know it's understandable yeah you know, a lot of this movie also is placing the blame on people and things that aren't responsible for said <laughs> blame. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just uh, the scene we were just talking about with Corey. There's a scene at the grocery store after Frank and Lori were flirting, and the woman is like, my sister can't talk anymore. It's your fault yeah. for bringing Michael back. That's two, there's two times yeah. with her and then with the radio DJ where they say that Lori antagonized him. Yeah. How? I, she I, had no contact with him. I didn't get that Was either. she being super creepy and weird and preparing for him to, yeah. It's not like she was going on, you know, routine visits to the hospital to see him. I don't know. Oh, I remember why I thought that Lori was a, was a hallucination by Corey because she also dis- disappears mm-hmm. in a manner of like Michael teleportation. And I was like, okay, well, Lori, either Lori can teleport now like Michael and Corey, or this is an hallucination. What, what she did it in 2018, didn't she? Oh, cause they, they did the, the reverse of the 1978 where, Lori was the one on the ground, and then when Michael went back to look, she was gone. Yeah, I forgot. So, you know, I forgot about got, that. She just got cat-like reflexes. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, she real, she one, real fast. I had something else, and now I just lost it. It was, it was from the beginning. I also like. I also don't like how Lindsay basically just doesn't have a role in this movie at all. Yeah, she. <laughs> I I really liked her part in Kills, and then obviously, I mean. She's tied to the original. So I would have liked to see her play more of a role. I mean, she's pretty much just reduced to a tarot card reading bar owner, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You know but, what, though? Maybe that was for the best because, you know, I did like her character. 
and I, yeah, I didn't want her to die. Yeah, they damaged it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they maybe, totally would have just killed her in the, the most... Maybe... Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't like this movie. Oh, Hour and I, ten minutes into the movie, folks. <laughs> I think I don't like it. Oh, man. No, I do. I do. I've accepted it, okay? I like all the Halloween movies. All right, look, Travis, you got to watch it a fourth time, all right? No, I need a break from it. I can't watch the same movie four times. And then... In, in such quick succession. Can't do that. Um, maybe I'll maybe, watch it again, though. And then maybe you should. Maybe I'll I come up. Warm. Maybe maybe my my viewpoint of it will come up. But right now, it's very bleak. Yeah, I, I think th- it will. I think the problem with this movie is it's so tied to the previous two and the first one yeah. that it's just such a it's such a radical change in tone, and it also mm-hmm. doesn't even establish a tone throughout the film. It just yeah. keeps bouncing from idea to idea. I don't know. It's just it. It's jarring because it's the third movie in this trilogy, and basically it has nothing to do. I wouldn't say nothing to do, but it, it kind of abandons everything about the other two. And then yeah. all they had to do was stick the landing. Yeah, that you know, and and it sounds like what they initially had planned for this movie would have like it was supposed to take place on the same night. They should have just stuck to that. They they should have stuck to that. But I would have rather had a movie where Michael Myers just continues killing people for like 40 minutes and Laurie and Allison are like trying to get away from him. And you got cops if it basically was like the beginning of Halloween 2, like the, you know, not the Rob Zombie one, but the other one, mm-hmm. where it kind of takes place right after the events of yeah. Halloween Kills, and you got cops looking for Michael, you got, you know, citizens looking for Michael, c- cops and citizens finding these dead bodies in an alley, Michael and Allison, or sorry, Lori and Allison, you know, running, trying to find some place to hide. And then, you know then you get the final uh, confrontation. You know what's weird, and this just came to me? It is eerie how how close this these three Halloween movies resemble the sequel trilogy in Star Wars. You get the first two movies, they happen right back to back. And then the third movie, there's a big time jump. Yeah, that is odd. And then the second movie is considered the worst of the three. <laughs> which is, you know, which is funny because... I think this is the worst of the three, and I think Rise of Skywalker is probably tied for my least favorite Star Wars movie. It's down there, but that's another another topic. Yeah, another topic for another day. But that that's going to be like a whole three-month series of just <laughs> talking about the Star Wars movies. I did have one more thing before I get to my final thoughts. I, I like how in the beginning... The kids like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not scared. Michael Myers kills babysitters, not kids. I'm like, Michael Myers definitely killed that fucking kid in 2018. What kid was that? The um on the highway. 
remember on the freeway on the high, freeway highway whatever you get the dad and son and they come upon the uh the the crash with the bus oh yeah michael definitely kills that fucking kid i forgot about that yeah he totally kills kids yep kid killer <laughs> kid killer kid killer kid killer <laughs> fucking kid killer <laughs> yeah that kid was wrong and that's why he died <laughs> <laughs> so I did write down some uh some final thoughts to kind of like wrap all of my feelings up. Okay. Yeah, shoot. I wish David Gordon Green would have stuck to his original vision for the film. Have this movie take place the same night as the previous two films. It just seems like a better fit for the trilogy. They took a big swing with this movie and if you isolate it as a single film, it kind of works. Unfortunately, because it's tied to the other two, it fails. When you take the whole timeline into account, it just doesn't seem to fit at all. Yeah, I agree with that. I wonder if this film would have been better off not having Michael in it at all. His presence could have still been felt due to the effects of the town and how they created the new Boogeyman and Corey. Better yet, this should have just been the movie we got in 2018. At the end of the day, it's a good Halloween movie, and it's certainly not the worst in the franchise, but as a bookend to a timeline, meh. Yeah. But I like it. (laughs) Meh. But I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've kind of explained all my thoughts about it. I think, and you basically reaffirmed that. It's just, it's not a pretty bow at the end of this trilogy. So, it's kind of, it's kind of a mess. This movie does resemble Christine a lot, too. Corey is basically Archie. Yeah. Archie, Corey Cunningham is Archie Cunningham. (laughs) And, uh, and, and Michael Myers is Pennywise, so. Who wrote this thing? Stephen King? Maybe that's why I like it. Stephen (laughs) King probably tweeted out how much he hated this movie or something. (laughs) No, he actually liked it. (laughs) He said, he said it was surprisingly character driven. I disagree. What the fuck were you watching, Stephen King? Hey, you watch your fucking mouth talking to the king. <laughs> talk to the king, baby. So we got some rankings, don't we? We sure do. Let me pull this up. So we did our rankings two episodes ago. You already had yours written down. I kind of did mine on a whim. So mine is going to be a lot different from what it was before. And I also, since watching Halloween Ends, I watched H2O and Resurrection. So there's been some shuffling. Let me so let me give one final look at my list. Go ahead. I think right now I got it. All right. So do you want to like start with thirteen? We'll both give our thirteen and then go to twelve, so on and so forth. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Want to kick it off? What do you got? Is thirteen? <laughs> my thirteenth least favorite Halloween movie is Halloween Ends. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Look. It's. I think it's better than some of the ones that come above it, but it's such a bad ending to the trilogy that it's almost an unforgivable sin. <laughs> it does so many things that I just, you know, it takes, it takes, this movie goes in directions that I, I can't fathom. Somebody wrote it and thought it was good. That is, especially after Halloween or Halloween and Halloween Kills. It yeah, the tone of this movie just doesn't. It doesn't make sense on its own, and it doesn't make sense as the ending of a trilogy. And you know, 
I think, like I said, I do think it's better than some of the movies that come above it in my list. But it, because it's such a bad <laughs> ending to the trilogy, and it, you know, it's just got to go right at the bottom. For now, I might rewatch it and, you know, put it above. But fair enough. All right. So my number thirteen is Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. <laughs> There's not much good here to speak of. Fucking white horses, man. <laughs> my number twelve is Halloween Two, as well. Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. It's got a few right. good kills, but it's not good. I do like the depiction of Lori in that movie. So there's that. All right. So my number 12 is Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> Further humanizing Michael and just making him this bullied kid. I didn't need it. I think this movie picks up and it's good the last third when it basically becomes a faster version of the original. But you got to sit through those first two thirds to get there. And that first part is brutal. That second, the you know, the middle portion, they kind of missed the mark where we could have had these really great scenes with Michael and Loomis, and we just didn't get it. Well, my 11 is also Rob Zombie's Halloween. Well, not also, but my 11 is Rob Zombie's Halloween. For all the reasons that you said, they also he also commits a great sin in making every character unlikable. It's basically a tour de force on unlikable characters, and the worst offense is when we're introduced to Laurie Strode, and she immediately fingers a bangle. And that's... Yeah, that's the basically the whole movie. I was waiting for Lori to come and rescue this movie, and she didn't. So <laughs> that's that's why it's so low. All right. So my number eleven is Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> really good atmosphere, a really good mask. That's it. Nothing really else good to speak of. Neither cut of this movie is really good. I think that there's a good version of it out there somewhere. Someone could put it together, but both versions seem incomplete. That's fair. All right, my number 10, Halloween Resurrection. It commits a big sin right at the beginning of the movie, and it never recovers from that. All the characters are just kind of bland, except Busta Rhymes, who's easily the best character in this movie. And yeah, that's basically why. All right, so my number 10 is, I think the biggest shift in my list because I think before I had this movie at number four. So my number 10 is Halloween Resurrection. Damn. I, I'm much more forgiving of the retcon. It doesn't bother me. I really can't explain it. Why? I, I don't know. I enjoy the movie. I, the characters are very one-dimensional. They each get like one thing, and that's <laughs> their entire character. You got, I don't know. I But I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. My number nine is Hollow Hollow Green. Not a very it captures a lot of the essence of the original, but it just stumbles over so many so many things. It it stumbles in major ways, whereas a lot of these movies get a lot of these. Uh, David, what's his name? David Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. A lot of the small details of these movies are really cool, but. It seems they just dropped the ball on so many of the major plot points that, yeah. So Halloween, Halloween, and number nine. All right. So my number nine is the new kid on the block. Halloween ends. I mean, we've we've gone on for over an hour. I don't need to say anything else about it. (laughs) 
I like it. Apparently, I I can't explain why either, because <laughs> I pretty much shitted on it. But I like it. It just it's not a good, it's not a good bookend. My number eight, Halloween Kills. I think it's a little bit better than Halloween, and it's infinitely better than uh, Halloween Ends. But suffers from the same problems as the other two movies in this franchise. Gets a lot of the small details right and stumbles on the big plot point. All right. So my number eight, Halloween five. It's kind of boring. They they kill Tina, which I think is... Oh, Rachel. Rachel. I'm, I keep getting them too mixed <laughs> up, don't I? It's because you want them they, to kill Tina. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, they kill Rachel, which I think is much more unforgivable than killing Lori in Resurrection. But aside from that... You get those stupid fucking cops with the clown music, and you get crazy Loomis, and you get Jamie Lloyd, who was one of the best parts of four, and she basically just becomes a mute. It's just kind of boring. Yep. My number seven, Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Oh. It, uh, okay. H2O is good. <laughs> it does things well, uh, but it does seem to miss the mark. It, I find, I think we and we've talked about this. I think it does do the trauma that Laurie Strode is suffering very well, even if it is kind of cartoony feeling. It does feel a little more authentic than the Hologreen Hologreen version. But then there's just you know real big problems with it. Uh, I do think it does some good things. And also, when Michael gets his head chopped off, might be one of the best parts of the whole series. So, <laughs> Yeah. All right. So my number seven is Halloween Kills. Um, It sits this high just because the kills are really good. Yep. That I mean, that's pretty much what holds it up. Nothing else about this movie really does anything for me. I, I just... I like... I mean, it's cool we got a movie where Michael just gets to fucking go crazy. I forgot to mention that in mine, too. The kills and Halloween kills are great. Number six, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I'm fucking out of here, man. (laughs) (laughs) This movie, for a long time, I thought was not good. And upon rewatching it, it is good. It's just not a good Halloween movie. If it was called Season of the Witch and was a totally different franchise, I'd be more forgiving of it. And it'd probably, you know... It'd probably be a lot higher on a list of movies, uh, horror movies, but just because of its attachment to the Halloween series. Fair enough. It almost it almost cracked the top five though, so that's saying something. Nice. All right. So my number six is Halloween. Halloween 2018. It gets better every time I watch it. The problem is all the movies above it. It this is high as it's gonna go. In my ranking, it can only go down from here. It's because all the movies above it, I just I hold in such a high regard. I just remember being so hyped for it, and then going to the theater, going to the theater, and it being the first Halloween movie that I was gonna see in theaters. And I was just, and I left the theater. I said theater way too much there, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I went to the theater. So I was at, so I was at the theater, right? And then, (laughs) then right. So I was at the theater, and then. Um, I just remember leaving, and I was like, "Meh, it was okay. It's not what I what I wanted. It's not a bad movie, but 
uh, you know, six is pretty much as high as it can go. All right. We're in top five territory now. So my top five is, coincidentally, Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. This movie is not very good. <laughs> but it's such blasphemous that you have Halloween 5 above Halloween 3. But it's your list. But it has one of my favorite. It has one of the best tension building scenes in the series, I think. And it's just so off the wall, just hilarious and stupid that I just find I I just find myself enjoying it a lot. So that's why it's number five. All right. So I gave you shit about Halloween three being number six, but my number five is Halloween three. <laughs> season of the witch. So I'm only one spot ahead of yours. <laughs> this is a movie that I've only seen, I think, twice. So it has the possibility to move up. It it's a great Halloween movie. I kind of wish I, I I would like to see alter alternate universe where they stuck by making this an anthology series. Yeah, I I I really enjoyed Halloween three. My number four, Halloween six, Curse of Michael Myers. Now this was number three when we did this a few weeks ago. Really, this movie is so fucking terrible, and just. Doesn't make any sense. Is it's so hilarious in the worst ways, but I find so much enjoyment in how crazy and stupid and just off the wall this movie is. It it when I watched it, I genuinely laughed for the first hour and ten minutes because everything was so dumb <laughs> and like nothing made sense. And they focused way too much on this cult. And, uh, yeah. I I don't even necessarily know if it's... I wouldn't say it's better than a few of the movies that came before it on my list. But just because of how much enjoyment I found in its absurdity and stupidity, it is number four. Alright, so my number four is a movie that jumped up quite a bit. It's a movie that I didn't really, like... I thought it was a good movie, but it was just like one of those. Like it wasn't the Halloween movie I'm running to watch, but I did rewatch it recently, and for whatever reason, it it just worked this time, and I was able to appreciate it. And that's Halloween H two O. Yeah. Now I did watch this after Hallow after I seen Halloween ends, so it it probably was just because getting this wrap up in this trilogy in this version of Lori. Going back and seeing this other version that I think was done a lot better maybe could be why it worked for me this time. And then also, I mean, the ending we get, even though they retconned it and I don't have an issue with it. If you if you if you imagine that resurrection doesn't exist, which a lot of Halloween fans do, it's the best ending to it's probably the second best ending to a Halloween movie. Yeah, I would say it's definitely out there. It's two or three. Um, what are we at? Top three. Number three. Number three. I'm pretty positive we have the exact same list. So, my top three is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. This was actually number five when we did it a few weeks ago, but I really thought about it. And even though I think the mask is absolutely atrocious... It uh it does capture 
the fall aesthetic very well of the original. It does a lot of great things, even as some things or whatever. Uh, Jamie Lloyd as a character and the actress. What is her name again? Um, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris is absolutely wonderful in this movie, and they do a lot of interesting things. So I wish they would have expanded on it in a serious way, but <laughs> this is all right. So it's number four. Or sorry, number three. Halloween 4 is number three. So my number three is Halloween 2, 1981. Oh, shit. Yep. So, I mean, it's a great movie. Picking right up after the original. I do wish they wouldn't have sacrificed so much of the character building or the narrative that's driven by the characters. They, They... shoved a lot of that to the side and brought more kills in um i don't have a problem with kills especially if the kills are good which they are here which is why it sits so high up on my list but it's only at number three just because i don't being the direct sequel taking place on the same night as the original i wish there was a little bit more character driven stuff here yeah my number two is halloween two pretty much for the same reasons i it's definitely wonderful that it takes place immediately after Halloween 1. There are some interesting... Uh, it does go in an interesting direction. And, you know, it continues the story of 1. So, that's why it's so high. Alright, my number 2. The original Halloween 1978. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. It's I, Halloween I 4. I would have disassociated for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Just... Like... <laughs> <laughs> no. My number two is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. I love this movie. It's probably the one that I have the most nostalgia for because it's the one I've seen the most as a kid growing up when I would catch him on AMC. I think the character of Jamie Lloyd is a worthy replacement for Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode. It is a little silly that Loomis and Michael survived (laughs) (laughs) survived Halloween 2, but... Yeah, especially Loomis was such little... uh... Yeah. <laughs> Such little scarring. Yeah. The mask has grown on me over the years. It's kind of charming, in fact, I think. <laughs> the shoulder pads need to go, though. Those are atrocious. Yeah. And then, you know, some make the argument, and I've sometimes, I mean, catch me on the right day, I might agree with them. Rachel's a better character than Laurie Strode. I'll have to rewatch it again. This does have good characters, though. I think my only it, critique is about this movie is I wish, well, not my only, but one of them is I wish that they would have had a better story for why Lori isn't in it. Yeah. But it's whatever. The only other thing I want to say is I do like how Michael systematically takes the takes down the town. Like goes after the power and he goes after the police force. Like he has a plan and he's executing it. And then there was something else, but it, it, it slipped my mind. So yeah, Halloween 4, number 2. Alright, we got the same number 1. Yeah, I mean... Which should be everyone's number 1. <laughs> is there anything bad that you could say about 1978's Halloween? There's like small things, like we mentioned earlier, when Michael stabs the one guy and he hangs on the door. It's I don't like, count that as a bad thing, though. I just like... Like, it's silly. It's, it's a cool shot, though. No, yeah. It's a very cool shot. It's silly and when you think of it logically. Yeah. 
The movie's tone never makes it seem believable that this would happen. And, yeah. That movie is perfection. Slasher perfection. Do you think it's a top ten movie of all time? It's probably not my top ten movie, but it's definitely in top 50. Think it's the best horror movie of all time? It's up there. I would probably say Conjuring 1 is better. I don't know if Conjuring makes my top 10. Conjuring legit freaks me out. Like, to the point where if I watch it, I have to, like, watch something else. Nah, I'm bugging. Conjuring makes my top 10. I don't know if they make my top 5, though. I don't know if it makes my top 5. No, yeah, you're right. It's top 10. So Nerd, Nerds Collide, Five Weeks of Halloween 2023. We'll give our top 10 horror movies. Yeah, I'm going to have to start watching, like, the essential horror movies. Trying to think what other movies are up there. The Exorcist. It's been so long since I watched The Exorcist. The Exorcist has such a um has such a hype behind it that I think if you go into it listening to everything that anyone has ever said about it, I think you're gonna come out disappointed. But if you go into it without that, just a blank slate, it is very much up there. I love the original Omen. I don't know if it's up there, <laughs> but I do like it a lot. Is Poltergeist up there? I think it is. That movie is genuinely scary. What about Blair Witch? Blair Witch 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blair Witch 1 is an important film in horror anyway, just because it created, yeah. basically created the found footage genre. I'm going a, I'm to a be real. Paranormal Activity like 2 might be very high on my list. When I think about films that like I was like legit scared, terrified while watching them, the only ones that really come to mind are Paranormal Activity and Blair Witch. Like those, like those movies, I legit like I'm like curled up under the cover, like <laughs> I'm scared. Paranormal Activity one, I saw in theaters. That might be the strangest theater experience I've ever had. You know how you see those commercials for horror movies where they have footage of the theater and people are like screaming and like cowering in fear? I had never seen that in person until I saw the first Paranormal Activity and everyone in the theater was freaking out. Which is funny because 2, I had that experience with 2 in the theater as well. But 2 like ups the ante so much. But yeah, that was just a wild experience seeing grown adults like... (laughs) Covering yeah. their faces, cowering in fear, like turning away from the screen. And, you know, people say it's boring, but I think it builds up scares very well. Nah, I don't think those movies are boring at all. But anyway, we did it, buddy. We did it. We got we delivered five episodes in a row, five weeks. We did five good, <laughs> we delivered five good episodes to you, dear listeners, if I say so myself. Yeah. And I do. I, yeah. I will though say that uh <laughs> I'm excited to get back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah, of uh bi weekly. It definitely has been tough. It's it, it was a challenge. I think I think we did a good job. This one's gonna be hard, man. I'm not gonna lie, I might have to pull all nighter. Well, let me know if you need help. I will. I'll certainly do so. We will say though, it's the five weeks of Halloween, but really we're going six weeks in a row. <laughs> we're coming back with the encore. <laughs> yep, we're coming back with an encore. We decided that next week we're going to have a little Halloween hangover. Basically going to be 
us talking about other Halloween-themed movies or games or books or podcasts that we were into during the month or things, you know, just things we didn't really get to talk about during this month. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Halloween-themed because we're out of it. I might bring something that is not particularly appropriate to the witching season, but it's basically going to be kind of us vomiting everything that... (laughs) we've been doing (laughs) everything we've been doing in the month of October that we didn't get to talk about. So stay tuned for that folks. Get ready for a cleanup. (laughs) Give me a, give me a bucket. Like Justin said, we'll be right back again here next week. And then we'll be back to every other week. Yep. Going back to every other week after that for the foreseeable future. But for now, in terms of this episode, that's a wrap. Ugh. All right. It's over, baby. Baby. <laughs> oh. So thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, you know, we, we hope you enjoyed all five of these episodes. Yeah. Feel free to tweet us. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Collide Pod. You can uh, tell us about how great you think Halloween ends is or how much of a shit show you think it is. Yeah. And you can shit all over our rankings, too. Yeah, tell us what you think about Halloween ends. I'm very... Very curious to hear what you guys think. You know, it'd be a lively discussion. Because like I said, yep. Travis, an hour into our episode, decided he didn't like it. But then he, he decided he liked it again. So I think yeah. this movie is very is very uh, divisive and kind of off-putting. But, you know, it makes for good conversation. So It does have really good music, though. I agree with that. I like, I like that theme that plays every time Corey, you know, does something. Yeah, the Corey anyway, theme. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Corey's theme. <laughs> anyway, guys, in the meantime, just remember the term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion, enjoy it, be the nerd that you are. And happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy, happy Halloween! 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 Happy, happy Halloween! Silver Shamrock Nerds Collide! <laughs> 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 Alright, see you later, guys. Bye!